Welcome back to another episode of Up In My Business. I'm so excited to talk about podcasts and SEO today. If you're not familiar with SEO, it is search engine optimization. When you have a podcast, there are just certain things that you should, I don't really love that word, do in order to make your podcast the best possible experience for you, your listeners, and also your guests if you have them. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you'll get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business, and more. From SEO, websites, and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting, I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Okay, so let's talk podcasts. So if you are familiar with any of the teachings that I have for SEO or and even on my Instagram, I have talked a little bit about this in both places, but I am going to dive really deep today because I can use my voice. So super big benefit of this is that I can give you way more detail. So if you have a podcast or you are thinking about starting a podcast, I would definitely save this episode for, you know, a podcast audit or developing your podcast from scratch. So let's first talk about just general SEO, right? So I'm not going to go too deep. All I'm going to tell you is that what we're looking for is for your podcast to be able to be searched by someone on Google and for your podcast to come up. That's really what we're looking for. And if your podcast is about you know, nutrition, or if it's about lifting, or if it's about, you know, CrossFit. If someone were to search for that term, it would be wonderful if you came up. Now, as with anything, I can't guarantee you results when it comes to Google. This is the internet. I always like to tell my folks that this is not something that I will be able to do. So what I'm going to teach you today is how to set up your podcast in specific steps and All you need to do is rinse and repeat once you do it once. And the reason that we're going to talk about how to essentially set this up is because it's going to make it so much easier for you, but also for your listeners and your guests. So let's first talk about your podcast name. So if you want your podcast to come up in a search, it would be wonderful to have your name or your business name in it. Think about that podcast search. If you don't have your name as the artist or inside the podcast title itself, coming up for your name within a podcast app probably won't happen, right? So in order to be searchable and to find something via search, the term has to exist. So if you have already built a brand, if you've already built something under your name or under your business name, one of the good things that you could do is just have that name in the name of the podcast. Does it make it a little bit more boring? Potentially, but also you could have something like X, Y, and Z podcast with yada, yada, right? Your name, your business name, whatever it may be. So that's 
the first suggestion there. So make your podcast name either make sense. And you know what? You can also sacrifice SEO. It's okay to have a cool podcast name and not come up in a search if that's what you want. So this is not me saying don't have a cool podcast name. It's just me saying if you want to come up and you want to make it the easiest possible way to come up, include something you've already established in your podcast name, the actual show name. Okay. When it comes to the podcast domain, so if you have a podcast, it's great to purchase www.yourpodcastname.com because you can route that domain to your podcast page on your website, which we're going to get into shortly. So I do recommend buying your podcast name if it exists. Sometimes if you have, you know, my podcast is an example. So lexlancaster.com and then we have upinmybusiness.com. Those are two very different domains. However, if you use your business name, like our Renegade Movement Performance one, Renegade Movement Performance Pod or renegademovementperformance.com, right? So we have to have two separate domain names. So you can just toss pod on the end or if you want podcast, but obviously try to make your domain super short. We won't go into domain names today, but domain names should be on the shorter end if you have control over it. So if you have a cool acronym, if there's an abbreviation for your podcast, always try to make it shorter if you can. So before we dive into what to do, I want to just talk about what not to do as far as having your podcast quote unquote on your website and sharing your podcast. So the what not to do, podcast hosting sites. So by the way, Buzzsprout, host through Buzzsprout. It's the best hosting platform. Um, Learned about that through Joe. Um, I will put him in the show notes that I met through Shantae. So hosting on Buzzsprout eliminates a lot of the headaches. It gives you good, good stats. It's got a great embeddable player, which we'll talk about in a second, but Buzzsprout. So take that, write it down. When we talk about what not to do, Buzzsprout and a lot of other players that you could use have great what we call website players on their website. So you have a website. This podcast has a website on the host, the Buzzsprout host for my podcast. So if I really wanted to share my show and I didn't have a website, I could send them to the Buzzsprout link that I have that is essentially my show's website on Buzzsprout. Cool. So if you don't have a website, you can do that. If you have a website though, this should not be the way that you do things because it's one, it's not associated with your actual domain, right? So we want your show to be associated with you and your current domain, your business, et cetera, but also because it leads people to nowhere. So if they were to binge your show, cool, but it would be nice for them to be on your website, right? Because then they have the option of exploring your website further or just honestly knowing more about who you are. And honestly, it's just not branded in the best way, right? So branding is huge and being able to put your logo on things, having your brand colors on your website, that is huge. So keeping your podcast on your website, or we'll talk about how in a minute, but not using those automatic websites that are created on your podcast player, if you have a website, please don't do that. I'll teach you how to set it up on your website in just a minute. And please do that method because it makes it so much easier to share with people and it's right on your website. So 
cheers to more SEO and good SEO, if you will, because if people are visiting your site, that's going to obviously give you a thumbs up for Google. And why would you have it on Buzzsprout and give them more SEO? So just, you know, food for thought. So if we're not going to be using that automatic podcast player, what do we do? We need to set up the podcast on our website. So on all website platforms, you have the option to have a blog. So when you set up your podcast, if you're hosting it on Buzzsprout or whatever player you're using, you would set your podcast up on your website as a blog insert. So it's just a blog page. I'm obviously a Squarespace fan. If you've been around here long enough, so you literally just insert a new blog page. It does not affect your current blog. So if you already have a written blog and then you add another blog to make that your podcast blog, it doesn't affect anything. For my Squarespace people, you don't need to go in the back end and make it a podcast. That's if you're hosting on Squarespace. And I don't do that. Just host on, pay the money and host on Buzzsprout. So once we have that blog set up, if you will, on whatever platform we're on, the idea here is to have every single episode have its own blog post. The reason that we do this is for, you know, multiple things, but the biggest thing is so that you can share it and people can go directly to that episode. And if you have guests, It's a lovely thing to be able to give them a direct link to that podcast episode that they're on with you rather than saying, go to this podcast website and then scroll down to episode 30, right? So it doesn't help as far as the shareability, which is huge for SEO. We want things to be able to be shared and to be able to be found easily. So having that separate blog post for every single episode. So inside each post, because it's just like a blog, what you want to do is, of course, have your your heading as your title. So the title of the blog post is just the title of the podcast episode. You want to then put an embedded player inside that podcast episode post. So you would just add embed or you can add a code block if you're, you want to get fancy, but you just embed a player that you pull from Buzzsprout. So Buzzsprout allows you to go on the right-hand side of the screen and it just says embed this one episode. You click that and then you can just take that code and post it into a code block, paste it in to a code block on Squarespace and it will give you an embeddable player. And then, you know, make it simple. You add a text block and then put your show notes on there. So be mindful, if you do this and you're putting your show notes on your website, that is not transferring to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yada, yada. That's Buzzsprout. You have to put that stuff in Buzzsprout. So I always finalize my podcast show notes in Buzzsprout and then pull them over to my website. And then they're the same one, so we're only typing it once, but also That way I'm not updating things on my website thinking that it's updating in podcast players because it's not. So we have the title of the blog post is the title of the episode. Then we have an embedded player that will have the actual episode embedded onto that page, right? So we're still collecting stats for that episode. We would have your show notes in a text block. Make sure they're bulleted. You can have an intro paragraph. You should have an intro paragraph. And then talk about, you know, this is what we talk about in this episode, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. And then you can do a quick little summary 
And then in that show notes section, you should also have some sort of call to action, whether it's email you, visit your website, follow you on Instagram, send me a, a email that states a request for the podcast, whatever you want it to be. Join my program. Have a link there that will make it easy for people to do those things. So an actual hyperlink that is clickable within those show notes. And once again, you're doing this on Buzzsprout and just copying and pasting it into your website. So I also would request that you have specific episode artwork that is square. So when we create podcast artwork, we have the show artwork that shows on, you know, the podcast player when you search it. But we also have episode artwork, and this is what makes your website podcast page look really good. If you have the same graphic over and over again, it just gets a little boring. So I just recommend having a podcast episode specific artwork where you change the title and the episode number. Nothing crazy, but it just needs to be different. So the reason why we do this and why it's great to have a square one is because when others share your podcast, especially on their website, usually it's with a, let's just call it a media page, a featured in page, right? And I can, I'll put an example in the show notes here, but when they share that. If they don't have a square graphic, it's likely not going to fit with most other podcasts. So if you're the oddball out with like a three, four ratio or a portrait photo for your podcast, then that person is probably just going to pull your podcast artwork without their face on it and without their episode title on it. So just make it easy for people and like send this to them, (laughs) send them the podcast that they're on, uh, the artwork that you have for that. So Once again, a square. I would recommend a square because then you can actually see that podcast artwork on your podcast page on your website and it just looks nice. Squares always look nice. So once again, episode specific artwork that is square and you can send that to people, put it on your site. And it's also the cover of that blog post. If you you publish blog posts, you know there's a cover image. That's what you're using for that cover image. So We already talked about why we need to set it up this way, like why we're having a separate page. It's mostly for that shareability and the ability to make it easy to tag it in your Instagram stories and make the user experience better. We always want to make our listeners experience better. If I want to say like, I think episode two would really resonate with you. Here's the link. But then you send them a podcast player and they have to scroll down to episode two. That's annoying. So don't make them do that. Um, So let's talk about show notes length. This is something that I'm not going to sit here and tell you your show notes need to be 2,000 words. It's realistically not. One, it's not feasible on podcast players. And two, it doesn't make sense because no one's going to read them. But if you are on your website, right? So I said to go to Buzzsprout, write your show notes out, copy that and paste it and put it in your site on that specific page. If you decide to elaborate a little bit more on your website, it's not going to hurt you. You can add some more keywords. You can go into more depth about what you're talking about in each of those bullet points. Elaboration just a little bit on your website is not a bad thing. So I'd recommend just adding a few more words if you feel up to it. If you're feeling like what you already put on Buzzsprout or your podcast player is sufficient, then leave it. But I would say that adding more description will then give you more opportunity to one, 
have it be read by Google because if the text doesn't exist, it's obviously not going to be read because it's not there and it won't come up if someone were to search something. So adding that extra text can be super, super helpful. Let's talk about your call to action on your website. I know I said to copy and paste from Buzzsprout. You should have links that automatically transfer over from from Buzzsprout to whatever player or podcast page you're using, blog page you're using on your website. So don't go out of your way to, let's just say, like add more links. The links that you have, if you're having a call to action, leave it there as is, because if you have a specific call to action for an episode, you shouldn't change it between Buzzsprout and your podcast episode on your website. The other thing that I want you to think about is linking your podcast. So once you have it on your website, it's very nice to link your podcast episode to other blog posts or other podcast episodes that talk about similar topics. Now, it goes without saying that if you're just starting out, you're not going to have this opportunity yet. But what I would do is create a spreadsheet or create a running Google Doc, whatever you need to do about what topics you're publishing on, put the links next to those topics so that when you can have that content, when you do have that content, you can now link between the things. So if I publish this episode on SEO and podcasts, the next episode that I do on SEO, I'm also going to put a link to this podcast episode in that podcast specific blog post. Are you with me on that one? That one is super important because you're now linking between things on your website. Super important for SEO. If you have another podcast, so if I publish today this SEO podcast and then I publish tomorrow, you know, whatever, another SEO podcast, for those links, I would actually put the link to each episode in the other episodes. So I would link today's and tomorrow's and tomorrow's episode, I would link today's. So kind of goes without saying, but just want to make sure that's very clear. And then you can also link to other web pages on your site. So if you're like, Hey, check out my physical therapy services, you can link to your physical therapy services on that specific episode page. The last thing, and this is This is a topic that I get, I'm not going to get too techie here because I have a post on it on Instagram and I can link that. But I, when we talk about pretty links, pretty links, what I, what I say, what I mean, or what I mean when I say that is what we're taking. So if we've ever seen a blog link, I know you've all seen them. They're long. So it's like www.lexlancaster.com slash podcast slash my podcast episode title. That's really long and it's really hard to say. But if I'm telling you, hey, go to my website, www.lexlancaster.com slash one, that would bring me directly to episode one. So it just makes it easier to shout out specific episodes if you have what we call pretty links or short links in your website for that specific podcast episode. So you can decide whether or not you want to do that, how you want to do that. I have someone who does like slash S1 E1, so for season one, episode one. I have some people who don't do it at all. I have some people who do slash one, slash two, slash three, right, for episode one, two, and three. So those are called pretty link short links. Here's the deal though. If you have WordPress, they have a plugin called pretty links and you do it right inside the pretty links plugin. 
I do not know if you actually have to pay for that, for the feature of like unlimited links. So be aware of that. On Squarespace, they have what we call URL mapping, and I will link the URL mapping post that I did on Instagram. So I have a URL mapping directional post that I can share. And all you're doing is setting up redirects. So if someone were to type in lexlancaster.com slash one, it would be redirected to my episode one podcast or podcast episode one. Are you with me? So what we're doing is creating easy links to share. You can imagine that this makes it one easy to shout out on the podcast, but also it's a great, it's a great way to just say like, Hey, go check out episode one. It's this easy. And you just shoot the link out. You don't have to, you know, obviously know the entire long link that your title is. If you have Wix, Wix does not have this right now. I don't like Wix. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, say like, I wish they did, but Wix doesn't have it. So if you have Wix, this is not going to be an option for you. I'm not going to really go into other platforms. So those are the main three that most people that are here likely have. Um, Lastly, and this is obviously a huge bonus and just something I want you to think about. When you have those specific podcast episode blog, quote unquote, posts, this is also a great place if you have a freebie right? So if you have an opt-in of any sort, you can put an embedded opt-in on those pages. So I'm thinking about ConvertKit. If you have any sort of embedded opt-in, that's it's a freebie. That's a great place to put that embedded opt-in because what else, you know, that's a great place to join. We listen to the episode, we hear something we like, and then we join that wait list. We join, we get the free PDF of like a cheat sheet for something that we just talked about. So it's just a great way to put a visual of an opt-in because yes, you can totally put a link to an opt-in in the show notes. However, meaning that's going to show on Apple and Spotify, et cetera, but there's no visual there. There's no image to what you're getting and people love images. So on those specific episodes, you can also put a visual of your opt-in. And I find that that is a great way to get more people on your email list, which is super important. So those 10 things-ish were the things that I wanted to go through today as far as podcasts and SEO goes. If you have questions, please let me know. And if you start developing specific podcast pages and you want to share that, feel free to tag me on Instagram. I'd love to see. So we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for being here.